You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to the JCN Clinic podcast show. I'm Jessica. Hi you and I'm Carissa. <laughs> and welcome to our first podcast of 2024. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Man, that went quick. Although there was a little bit I was just thinking there. What do we do? How do we do this again? What buttons do I hit? It has been a while since we've done a podcast though because we finished up our podcasts I know we dropped one at the end of the year but I think we probably shouldn't give this away but we did pre-record because we had quite a bit on in that last how dare we (laughs) how dare we pre-record like it wasn't that it wasn't like June pre-recorded guys it was like a few weeks before but (laughs) Merry Christmas from June (laughs) Merry Christmas we're having Christmas in July (laughs) but yeah so it has it has in your defense um, and mine, it has been a while. Like I think it's been a good solid probably, what are we now, January. It's been a good solid six weeks since we've done a podcast, so that's fair. Absolutely. So we've had a couple of weeks off over the Christmas New Year break ourselves. The clinic for the first time actually shut for two weeks. Um, we haven't done that for a while, so we all had like a proper tools down break. And I'm just going to stop for a second. When you... T- I can hear your typing. Oh. It's like record. <laughs> it's okay. Let me just hit send then because you're going to record. Okay. You hit send. Hit send. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. That's why I didn't want to hit send because I knew it would make that noise. Sorry, all right, oh. I'm done. Okay. One of my clients just found out she's pregnant. She was just. <laughs> oh, and just anyway. Oh, we're back. Did that just freeze for you? No, I was fine. I could still hear you. I'm quitting okay. mail. I'm quitting everything, Jess. Quitting everything. Okay. <laughs> quitting everything. Quitting, quitting, quitting. Done. All right. I've turned my right. phone off this time because I feel like sometimes my phone interferes as well. So we had a break over Christmas. We shut the, the clinic down, um, which was nice. And we're back into it this week. Uh, seeing clients, clinic doors are back open, although <laughs> we've had an interesting first week at the clinic because the NBN line has been knocked out. So we've been uh, tethering off phones and using cables for printers. There's archaic, archaic systems are back in place. Archaic. I said to Steph <laughs> that um, we might need to start relying on uh, tin cans and string to communicate and we'll start invoicing our clients for postage, which will include a carrier pigeon instead of the post. I was just about to say, can we invoice by a pigeon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's honestly it's starting to feel like that. So hopefully that'll all be sorted. But we've got a pretty exciting 2024 20, lined up. Our goal is to bring you a lot more guests. Um, we do like to try and bring guests onto the show, but we're aiming to bring you some more this year. What are some of the guests that we've got lined up, Brissy? Um, well, I've lined up Danielle from Bobby Charles, um, and we are going to be, that's actually going to be one quite early on in the year. Um, so we're going to be, and this would be an interesting one if anyone wants to shoot any questions through, because we're going to be chatting with her. So Bobby Charles is a, is a, um, beautiful luxurious skin you know clinic brand um, in West End and they've won multiple awards and I'm going to be doing a little bit of work with them this year but we're going to have her on to talk about the, the skin and cosmetic um, industry in relation to aging um, and I'm really excited about that podcast because I'm a little bit of a skin junkie um, <laughs> I love understanding skin and aging and stuff like that but I think I'm, I'm also want to pick her brains about all the different ways we can healthily, you know, influence our, our skin terrain. Um, mm-hmm. 
all the way through from just um, products through to um, actual like, you know, topical interventions through to needling through to even things like, you know, Botox and that whole space as well, which I know Jess and I've chatted about before is so trendy um, Mm -hmm. at the moment amongst clients, friends, family and everything. But I feel like everyone kind of sits in a different space with how they want to age. So we're going to get Danielle on and we're going to pick her brains about Whichever avenue you decide to take, what is the best way to optimize that sort of, you know, outlet? So I'm really excited about that podcast. Um, we also have someone, we have someone from Microba coming on, don't we? For gut stuff. We do. We do. We've got uh, Paula who will be coming on uh, from Microba, which is going to be really exciting. She's going to talk about some new research developments from a microbiome perspective. Um, And again, that'll be really exciting because Cobiome are really leading the way at the moment with the testing that they're offering. Um, And she is really a strong part of, hopefully I get this right off the top of my head, but that sort of more research tech component of Cobiome. So there's a lot of Mm -hmm. new information that she'll be able to share with us and then we'll be able to share with you guys. Um, And it'll be nice to have her on. And then obviously if there's anything that's maybe coming across a little bit too sciencey, we can break it down as we like to do and give some analogies to make it a little bit easier to understand. Um, I'm really excited about the Bobby Charles one, FYI. I'm already like thinking of things that I want to ask. So yeah, as you said, it'll be good to get, if anyone has any questions, um, make sure you start, we'll, we'll make sure we put up question boxes before, but even if you're listening today, you can start sending them through, um, via dms on insta is always probably the best way um we've got plenty more but probably the last one i'll bring up which i'm excited about i haven't locked in a date yet is speaking to a client who's happy to share her story with ms and how she has worked on her health in relation to her ms but what i think will be really fascinating for listeners is how she has worked on it, not only nutritionally, but how she's worked on it as far as her lifestyle changes, um, her mental health, what she's really worked on the full banner, like really looked at her life three in a 360 degree fashion. Um, and she, what she's done is really inspiring. So I'm quite excited to have her on the show too. But I guess if you guys also, speaking of guests, if you have any recommendations and um, people that you'd love us to talk to, like feel free to let us know um, because we'd love to have more people on the show and make sure we're um, bringing on the people that you'd love us to interview. I think we probably have some dream lists ourselves that yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind reaching out to. <laughs> Maybe if people start recommending it, it's a sign. <laughs> you know, there's people sometimes that you're just like, oh, imagine that. <laughs> I actually um, am going to reach out to, if it's cool with you, I haven't even run this one past you, but I I think you'll be down with it, is I want to, and I've got the person in mind, um, I want to reach out to a colon hydrotherapist and get them on the podcast. That's a good idea. Chat about colonics. Do we, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've I've got some interesting stuff I want to chat about in that space. So I feel like if we can turn it into a podcast, I'm, I reckon it'll be a pretty cool one. Because again, it's that little bit, it's a little bit taboo, um, but I feel like it's probably something some of our listeners are probably screaming to hear some juicy details about. So I think that would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Love it. Well, today's topic, we are covering something that a lot of you are probably thinking a little bit more about, given it's the start of the year. So we wanted to talk about how to improve and reset in quotation marks, because it's a bit of an interesting word to use, reset your gut. So the reason we feel this is quite topical is that it is a new year. A lot of people at this time are thinking about goals for the year. They're thinking about health within that. um, And gut health can be a massive component of that, particularly if You've gone into the start of this year going, you know what, this is it. I've had enough. I want to get my gut sorted. Or you might actually be someone who's like, geez, I'm hearing a lot about this whole gut health thing. Like it's just everywhere. Um, 
is this something that I should be doing? Like I want to focus on my health. I want to do everything that I can to be the best version of me. This gut stuff sounds like that's part of that. So I'm interested in what I can do to improve my gut health. So we thought it'd be a good time to talk about this as an overall topic. Um, We've talked about the gut and we will continue to do so in many different ways um, and lots of sort of deeper areas, which we'll refer to those podcasts as we go through. But we wanted to kind of put this more into like a, um, a neat bundle for you if it's something that you're interested in visiting at this point. And I guess even if you're someone that is conscious of your gut already and been doing work with your gut or supporting your gut, it might also be about what you can pull from this to continue to work on improving your gut too. So, all right. So in saying that, I wanted to start with what we mean by improving your gut um, health or this sort of concept of resetting your gut. Like what do we actually mean by that? Um, And I thought it'd be good to clarify that in the terms of reset because i I kind of wanted to use that word because it's like a little bit catchy at the moment. Um, But it's not like there's this button like on your computer (laughs) you press and you just reset your gut and it's that simple. Um, Really, when we're talking about improving your gut and your gut health, we are talking about looking at the overall functionality of your gut or there may be some other issues pertaining to the gut that we'll get into. But when we're talking about improving your gut, what we're considering is how we can influence the gut on a microbiome level and how we can change or adapt things within the microbiome and the bacteria and the microbes that live within your gut in a more beneficial way. We're also talking about how we may be able to improve the mucosal lining of your gut. So the really important lining that functions on many different levels, particularly from an immune capacity level, how we may be able to improve um, and really create a more robust mucosal layer and we're also talking about how we may be able to improve and assist upper gastric function so whether we're looking at how we can support your enzyme secretions and how we can support your stomach acid and any um, symptoms that are potentially presenting themselves in relation to that area of the gut so it's I guess I'm giving a bit of a complex answer because when we talk about improving your gut, like to me and Carissa, like there's a lot of different areas that come under the title of your gut. And when we see things out on the the social media spectrum or just like a general spectrum of like, you know, start 2024 with improving your gut or like, let's do a gut reset there's there's an important way to look at it first and then look at, okay, what, do, what does that even mean? Like what do we need to do for you first that works for getting you the best benefits and you the best health outcomes as opposed to the person next to you? Um, things are going to be a little bit different. So we just need to respect why improving your gut can look different from one person to the next. So hopefully I haven't made that more confusing. (laughs) So now that we've chatted through improving your gut and what that means and how we need to approach it in an individual manner, what we want to talk about are just some of the common issues that people will present with from a gut perspective or common issues that you might be having that are part of why this whole podcast is appealing to you and you're thinking about what can I do to improve my gut. So Chris, do you want to talk about just some of those common issues that people have that may be something that is a red flag waving in their face that they want to listen to for the intention of looking at working with their gut? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if you're new to the podcast and new to the clinic, I'm (laughs) going 
going to go over some common signs and symptoms of the gut. Um, I think 100%, um, I think one of, let's go to the biggest thing we see in clinic. I'm going to say probably one of the biggest digestive things we see in clinic is bloating. I think if your gut is bloating and you're getting some degree of um, bloating, and if you're unsure what bloating means, we do have got a podcast all about bloating and what is normal and what is not. So scroll back through the episodes and have a bit of a look for that one. But bloating and just a general feeling of ugh, sluggishness and discomfort in the gut is something that I definitely think is a bit of a sign that you may need to start looking into working on your gut. Um, the other two that I think are just very obvious ones is just those alternating bowels. So if you're someone who's, you know, getting a lot of loose bowels, watery diarrhea, cow patty slop, like there's a lot of terms we use in the clinic when we're talking about <laughs> looser stools and how they present. But happy new year. Welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show. This is what we do. <laughs> so looser stools for sure, but also if you're someone who is constipated. And by constipated, we mean not having a bowel motion every day, it, you know, or just when you are, you're not feeling completely evacuated, um, like you're completely emptying your bowels or someone who is not having a bowel motion for three days in a row and or even longer than that. So I'm going to say my top, my top ones are those three, like bloating, constipation mm-hmm. or loose stools are a big red flag that you need to start wanting to look at giving your gut some freaking love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people might also notice alongside that, or sometimes it might be the main presentation. And particularly I'd say in the new year after the classic Christmas, new new year parties, um, the type of food, a little bit more alcohol, that these symptoms might be more pronounced, but also you might notice um, a bit of upper gastric discomfort. So by that, what we might see is also a lot of heartburn and indigestion. Um, that can sometimes be caused by other factors, but a lot of the time, particularly what we see with clients in clinic, there is an underlying um, gastrointestinal distress that is associated with that. So you might be someone that is experiencing a lot of bloating, but you're also getting a lot of heartburn and indigestion, or you might be getting a lot of bowel issues going on and then you're also getting a lot of heartburn and indigestion. So these things can happen together Um, and then there can be with that, may or may not be a lot of burping. Like we all burp, we all fart, but it shouldn't be excessive. So clients will also, I I always, this is almost a topic on its own. Um, I'm sure Absolutely 100% clients will ask you the same thing when you ask about gas, particularly farting. They're like, well, what's excessive? So, yes, we all pass wind if we want to say it the polite way, but we it shouldn't be building up and feeling uncontrollable so that it's like, um, like this bubbling building up in your abdomen where it's just like this constant need to release gas. It's almost it's almost feels uncontrollable. Like it's just, you keep passing it and you keep passing it and it can actually happen with or without bloating. So um, some people will feel really bloated and they'll release a lot of gas and that feels better. Some people don't get the bloating and there's still a lot of gas. So it, it, it really changes around. Um, and then even odor, like it can be like really strong odor that's with this. And um, it can be really problematic. Like we'll have clients that will literally come for this being one of their major mm. symptoms. Like they're so mortified by it. Um, and it's just really affecting their life. And I like, I remember talking to a client end of last year who had to leave a social event because she was experiencing this and she was just mortified. And yeah, yeah so I, th- I think wind, excessive wind either end alongside any of those other symptoms. These are things that sometimes we, you know, we talk about them a lot. We talk about them every week with clients, but for you listening, if you're, either um yeah it, like Chris said if you're new to this or you're starting to think about what you need to do with your gut um and 
look at like these things that are going on with your gut, we're here to say like they're definitely not normal for a healthy functioning gut. And if you're someone that's listened to us for a while and you've been doing work with your gut and you're, you know, you feel like you're pretty in tune, maybe it's good to just revisit these areas and think about, okay, are these all you know, relatively optimal. You know, we're all about 80-20. We don't expect the perfect poo every day. We don't expect you to not have the occasional gassy day, um, depending on what's been going on in your life. But it's a good time to reflect and go, maybe I need a little bit of a fine tune. Um, We do it, you know. We often in the new year, um, I know I do, I'll often think about, particularly post-Christmas, post Everything that's been going on, I love going into the new year with a little bit of this mindset. And my, I look probably look a little different to how Carissa would approach it or say Rochelle or Christine or anyone else in the clinic. But yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Yeah, no, I think um, I think I think what you just said at the end there was good. Like, I think that's good because I think if you are someone very new to this space, 100% and you this then start really thinking about and acknowledging, you know, what's normal and what's not and what you may or may not need to work on. But yeah, even for us, like this is, this is what I chat to my clients about a lot. We are continually going in and working on our guts. Like we might let them go, let them go, like not in a bad way, but like let them go and just, you know, eat healthy and do, do all the things we normally do. But we will always go in, like I'm, I'm thinking about doing one like sort of February, March, like a not a, a reset per se, but just doing all the things that I know that when I really double down, and like you said, that will look different for you. But if I double down on some certain things and just, you know, do a six to eight week sort of clean up, I can get my gut feeling going from like feeling pretty good to absolutely optimal pretty quickly. And that's because I've, I've worked mm. with her for 20 years or 25 years, probably 20 years working with my own gut health. I know what those tools are of what I need to do. And that looks so different for Jess. But um, yeah, we still do it even now, but I agree with you. Like I, I always think of it like end of year stress too, like coming into the new year, it's nice to just go mm, in and just true. give everything a bit of a freshen up, like a little bit of a spring clean in, in spring clean in summer. <laughs> so, so true. Yeah, absolutely. So where to start? This is probably what you guys are just like, just get to telling me what I have to do. Yes. <laughs> Tell me what I want to do. Um, we have to start with the foundations we have to make sure that we're doing all of those foundational aspects first and foremost before we look at adding anything on top so again if you're a long-term listener this will be a bit of a, a broken record but it's important as a reminder because even someone who is really into looking after themselves these things can slip you can get a little bit too excited about the alternative things that are out there and like oh you know maybe I should like buy this latest product or do this latest thing but you may need to reassess your foundations Uh, we do this we do this with our clients and it's it's actually really interesting how these things can just slip um, and you're unaware so foundations what do we mean by that do you want to um talk a little bit to that Rosie? yeah sure so we've got a couple of things um that we consider key foundations at the clinic um first and foremost is making sure that you are following a macronutrient nutrient dense diet um this is something that we again for all of our like og listeners you guys know how passionate we are about this but this means not eliminating any of the macronutrient food groups in order to obtain some sort of you know health benefit or gastrointestinal effect so what we what i say when we mean that is you know making sure you're eating quality clean proteins making sure you're having your complex carbohydrates making sure you're having some beautiful good fats with each meal Um, eating a good diversity of um, vegetables and salads and leafy greens and also, you know, your fruit and things like that. So that is one one foundation thing that for all of us at the clinic is an absolute non-negotiable. Water is another one. And interestingly, Jess and I did a podcast on water ages ago. We didn't actually think it would do as well as what it did as a podcast, but we talked about the importance of water and just that is something from a foundational point of view that I just think we as, you know, excessive water consumers like I just think it's it's a very easily forgotten one like people just slip into especially you know slip into having just a couple of glasses a day and then maybe have some cups of tea or coffee instead but water water and gut health and just water and hydration and water and overall health like I think you know as a foundational as a foundational 
thing can't be overlooked either. So like I'm always like make sure you're eating your macros, make sure you're eating beautiful, balanced, clean meals, remove just all the 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 stuff that we all know is not, you know, conducive to gut, good gut health. So sugar, refined foods, refined carbohydrates, anything fatty or fried, make sure you're drinking enough water, make sure you're eating beautiful different varieties of fiber. And that for me is, I know it sounds like maybe a lot, but that is just foundational. Like that is, if you're doing all of that, that's a pretty good segue into how well your gut's functioning. And, and then based off that, that's where you can start to branch out and go, okay, well, what more do I need and why am I not feeling good or this on this? Or do I feel really good on this? And what more can I do to make myself feel better? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And the, th- the thing is, as you just said, like it might sound like a lot, but yeah, that's your, that's your foundation. And as someone who may be listening, who feels that they do eat really well, it's a really good reminder to just check those boxes mm. and just go, how have I been eating generally over these last six to eight weeks or, you know, maybe including November, December with the craziness of everything? Like how, how things been, do I really need to maybe go back and listen to that macronutrient podcast again? Or, you know, I know what Jess and Chris are talking about. If I think about it, I've probably been a bit lax with getting enough, variety of fruit and veggies in my diet or I've been probably having a bit more of a snacky lunch and not really having a proper lunch I've been skipping breakfast a bit Mm. or actually I probably haven't really been drinking enough water if I'm honest with myself so we really want to get you to start here because if you skip this and then start to try and jump to the other things you're just not going to get the benefits and you'll end up wasting your time and your money so they are a foundation. Um, definitely as far as outside of that, your sleep and your movement, um, make sure you're getting enough sleep with whatever that looks like for you. Most people, it's at least seven, eight hours. Um, I'd love nine if I could squeeze them in personally. <laughs> um, make sure you're moving your body. We've talked about this in other podcasts too. That is going to look different for everyone, but your gut loves movement, particularly that intestinal tract. Like it's going to encourage that peristalsis of your intestinal tract and the motility. We want to encourage that that blood flow and that lymphatic flow. So it may be just making sure you're getting your body moving again. So these are our absolute non-negotiables. If you're ticking these, great. So next from here is what can we do next? And this might be where again, using Krista and I's examples, we'll look over those foundations ourselves and go, do I need to tidy any of that up? Mm, Maybe a little bit of this, bit of that, but okay, next, let's look at this. So these are things that we feel comfortable to talk to you about on a general basis that the average person can do as well. And that we would consider some of these and maybe, you know, again, they'll look different from probably me to Carissa. Um, and then we'll talk about sort of the next step from there finally. But what we're talking about now is how we can add. So we can look at the use of fermented foods. There's so many beautiful studies now on fermented foods in the space of um, even prebiotics to a point as well. But even with fermented foods, it may be looking at adding in different types of quality yogurts that maybe that you're not including your new diet. It might be looking at some kimchi or some sauerkrauts um, or other types of fermented vegetables. So essentially what we're doing is looking at how we can add these into the diet. As long as you're tolerating them, it also doesn't need to be excessive. So what we could do is look at adding in maybe just a teaspoon a day into a meal or every second day. These things aren't all or nothing like going like a bullet a gate at these ingredients. So something like fermented foods can be wonderful, but more isn't more. So don't go crazy and start using half a jar added to your lunch. Um, They're very potent, but they do pack a lot into them. And again, if you can use them and you feel good on them, great. Um, if you start adding some of these things and you don't feel great, you experience any of the gastrointestinal symptoms we talked about earlier, then that's a red flag um, for what we'll talk about as our next step. 
Um, probiotics, probiotics, there's so much on the market. It's uh, a bit of a where to start. I mean, probiotics, again, a plethora of beneficial outcomes. Um, so if it's something that you haven't done for t- at least 12 months, um, you haven't really dabbled with them, you could absolutely look at buying yourself a quality probiotic and taking a course at this time. Um, look, there's lots of brands again out there. All I think I would say is make sure that you do your research. I mean, we, that we aren't sponsored by any probiotic brands. Um, we do tend to reference brands that are associated with practitioner brands. So we'll have practitioner brands that will do a retail line, which gives us quite a lot of confidence. So the two, if you're an Australian listener, I'd probably throw out there would be your ethical nutrients or your bioceuticals. I don't know, would there be any other that you would recommend, Rissy? Not off, no, not off the top of my head. I would say, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I would say generally those two, I feel very confident in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole load of different types within that. And your question might be, but which one? Um, That gets a little harder depending on your needs. But even if you're just starting, just looking at something that's got a bit of a mix of the lactobacillus strains in there and a bit of bifidobacteria. Some of them you'll see have got a strain in them called SB or Saccharomyces boulardii. Like that's generally for the average person going to be beneficial. Um, You'll see that in the two brands that we mentioned. But yeah, I would say doing a course, um, what I mean by a course is just running a bottle through your gut. I think I've picked that saying up off you. Run a bottle through your gut. (laughs) It's funny because it's true because as you said that, I'm like, I say that. You say that. I think run it on through. I say that to my clients. We're just going to run a bottle of antimicrobials through your gut. (laughs) So (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So good. Um, What else? What else would you add to the list there Um, of these sort of additionals that we could start to look at? Did you talk about prebiotics at all? No, not really. No, because I feel like – I just know when people, when we're talking about probiotics, everyone's like, well, what about all the prebiotics I could add? I throw a massive caution over throwing prebiotics into your gut willy nilly. I think, again, they're very trendy at the moment and they seem to be added to a lot of um, products and supplements and things like that, like prebiotic rich and this and that. But I just think if you're trying to do a bit of general cleaning up with your gut and, you know, looking at kind of that next level of sort of, um, that sort of space like probiotic therapy and fermented foods and things like that I would probably dabble in the prebiotic space with caution because I think prebiotics don't agree with everyone's gut um, and prebiotics can be very gut specific so unlike probiotics which if you choose a good quality probiotic and you just do throw a bottle through your gut like Jess said um, but just do a course <laughs> of them like 30 capsules like 30 days or 60 days worth you know it's, it's usually pretty benign and we know that if you're using good therapeutically dose strains that there are going to be some you know host or human benefits of influencing the you know microbial terrain using specific probiotics prebiotics are a little bit different and when we're talking about prebiotics we're talking about you know things like your inulins your guar gums um gosh there's goss added to things there's you know pre different prebiotics acacia fibers acacia gums and th- anyway there's a whole host of them that are added to a lot of things now that are trendy and generally in small amounts they're pretty benign as well depending on the gut but don't go out and think you need to take some hijacked prebiotic supplement to benefit your gut without really knowing what's going on in your gut would probably be my advice around the prebiotics would you kind of agree with that generally do you think we have a brand spanking new meal plan available on our online shop for you called the easy meals food plan and as the name suggests this easy meals food plan is designed to make healthy eating easy It provides simple whole food recipes that will leave you still feeling really energized and light and fantastic. The overall goal is to provide these nutritionally approved meals that are designed by clinical nutritionists at the JCN clinic that can be prepared in under 30 minutes or less. We know that a lot of you are time poor 
and this meal plan has been put together because of that demand. Also, with the recipes in the meal plan, not only are they delicious as always, they're easy on the gut, so we know you're going to experience minimal bloating and gut upsets. There's lots of variety in there as far as ingredients to help build a really robust gut and microbiome. There is step-by-step guides for recipes, minimal fuss, lots of easy recipes. All of them have gluten-free and dairy-free modifications if needed. And something we haven't done before is we have also added for you a weekly shopping list that will help you get organized and prepared to make the meals throughout the week even more simple to throw together. We've also included some nutritionally approved brands throughout this meal plan to guide you. None of these are sponsored. It's just sharing with you what we think is A, accessible and B, works well to provide you the best. So if you're interested in the Easy Meals food plan, head to our online shop and just click on Easy Meals food plan and you can get that for just $45, which guys is an absolute steal. You can also head to the link in our show notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you've just got to be careful for sure. Um, I think with any any of these like prebiotics um, and even like starting to include fermented foods mm. to a lesser extent probiotics, like they're if you can include some of these and you feel fine, uh, you mentioned just a little bit earlier about something like a 30-day period, and you can do this over a 30-day and yeah, 30-day time frame and, and feel well, then you're probably at a point where this is maybe all that you need to do. Like if you're doing if you're wanting to do those foundations and then you're adding these additional components in um, and that's enough to kind of get rid of some of that niggling bloating or some of those like bowel issues that have been just a little bit funky, like these elements we've just talked through may be enough, like just a simple 30 days. Um, and part of that too, which we hadn't touched on, maybe also just taking a good break from alcohol over that time just to not put any stress on your gut um, and essentially just allowing that time frame to see how your gut responds. But, yeah, prebiotics are definitely a very beneficial area for the gut um, and even leaning, this would come back to the foundations again, leaning into more variety of foods mm. means you'll be getting more variety of fibers, which will also be a food-based intake of those prebiotics. But yeah, just be, just be a little careful with prebiotics and the variety of them because they can be pretty powerful. Um, and if you are reacting very badly, it's, it can be a sign, um, that you need to consider the next and final step in this because not everyone needs to move to this level. Um, although ironically, if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of the people who find us already listen to us, like jump onto this next step. So yeah, basics and foundations. This is our next step. We've just talked through how we can add some additionals to kind of give you a 30 day bit of a, a a cleanup, if um, we're going to call it that, or to use that word reset, <laughs> um, just to to really allow everything to have a bit more fuel uh, within the microbiome for everything to be nurtured a little bit more within that bacterial space and to like take that foot off the accelerator as far as like any really inflammatory foods or inflammatory alcohol going in. We're hydrating well, we're sleeping, we're moving. Woohoo, great, perfect. Um, if that doesn't work, if you do those things and you still are having symptoms, if you do your foundations, you start playing around with some prebiotics, fermented foods, or even probiotics, and you feel worse, it's increasing symptoms. And you're just like, this isn't happening for me. I'm doing everything that Jess and Chris are saying. I'm stuck. This is where you need to go further. Um, you don't have to, you don't want to, <laughs> we're here to tell you, you'd be crazy not to, because this is what we do and it is a game changer. So if you're stuck at this point, you need 
help. You need professional help to look at what is going on in your gut. If these things are happening, we're seeing massive red flags that there is some form of issue going on at a usually a microbiome level of your gut or some deeper level of inflammation that is going on, maybe some food reactants. This is where you need to have a professional go through your symptoms, understand your case history, and really the best thing from here is having some form of functional testing Mm. for your gut so we can see what is going on. Um, whether that's us or other practitioners. But yeah, again, this is obviously a big part of what we do. Does it always need testing? Not always. Sometimes through speaking to a practitioner that understands this area in great detail, we can make those finite changes with what you're doing with your diet and with some additional support without testing, because it may be more obvious to us. But definitely this is where testing comes in. Um, Our big passion is we don't want to see people dealing with these symptoms year after year after year. And it's probably a big part of why we're talking about it again now, because a lot of you are more engaged and like, right, okay, 2024, I'm going to like get this sorted. So yeah, getting professional help, considering testing if it's needed. um, Like that really is that final step. Mm. Um, We at the clinic, I mean, we've got packages that are even aimed at this that are literally gut health specific as well so if this is sounding more like something that you're interested in um there's actually one at the moment that's offering a pretty good epic saving which I can link into the show notes so if that's of interest for you I'll pop that there um but yeah did you have anything that you wanted to add to that sort of next and final step Yeah, I was just going to say too, if you're, and this probably just, it's just another little side note, but this is obviously something we see quite commonly in clinic. If you're someone who gets into the foundational stuff and obviously, you know, like if it's all not working, but just the flip side of that is someone can actually be feeling quite digestively good and then decides to air quote, get healthy or clean their gut up. But if you're someone who does that and brings in more fiber and more veggies and stuff and gets considerably worse, like if you even just start with that foundational stuff and straight away, you're worse than when you started, that is a Mm -hmm. red flag as well. And I'd probably just skip step two and go straight to step three, which is go and seek help and get get some testing done. Some people, when they live on a quite refined, um, in a quite refined diet space, so they're not having a lot of fiber, they have a lot of like the whites, like white potato, white bread, white pasta, more refined foods, sugars and things like that. And they're not actually eating a lot of, you know, fruits, vegetables, fibers, the fibers that come with it. And when they actually go to bring that in, thinking that they're making this beautiful, healthy change for themselves, their gut does a total revolt. Um, If that's some you, and I have definitely seen this time and time and time again in the clinic, I know you have as well, Jess, just skip step two. Don't try and bring in fermented foods and probiotics Mm. and all of that because there's there's a high chance that the microbial situation in your gut is not really going to support um probiotics and prebiotics definitely but probiotics and fermented foods and things like that usually that's a sign that your gut actually struggles with certain types of fibers and prebiotics from the get-go and that's where bringing those things in usually needs to be done a lot more slowly and under the guidance of someone who understands the microbial terrain a bit better. So I just thought I'd throw that one in there as a side note, because that's definitely Mm. something that usually throws its little head up at this time of year. As someone comes out of it, they hold off, they hold off the end half of the year, getting air quote healthy. They get through Christmas, have a bit of a, you know, celebration, do all the things and then go, right, January, February, I'm getting my shit together. I'm going to eat healthy and do all the things and they do all the things Mm -hmm. and they just feel terrible. And that is not an uncommon story. So please, if that's you, just just reach out because that says to us that there is actually some stuff going on that probably does need a bit more than just, you know, the the basics to get sorted. Yeah, perfect. No, I'm glad you said that. That's really, really important. And we do see that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, we have all of the good intentions, but yeah, at this time of the year, when you take those good intentions on, if this happens, it is a definitely um, a Monopoly card, like go straight to jail card, <laughs> you know, like skip, skip these steps, go straight to jail. Which <laughs> is probably not the nicest analogy. That's the, yeah, right. <laughs> but I think just to wrap it up, we've really point, we've 
could have um, called this three steps. That would have been a lot easier for you guys. But we've got three fundamental steps here. So we've got one, where to start, which is your basics and your foundations. Our second step is what's my second step that I can add to this? What am I like? additional helpers, my everyday add-ons for helping my gut. So just these additional little components that we can add on the sort of side of a 30-day approach. Our Our step two is really about how can we use roughly 30 days to make some additional changes on top of our foundations to help give our gut some love. And then our third step is if step one and two aren't working, what can we do with some practitioner support with the use of guidance and testing and really dealing with some more um, intentional underlying issues or mm, I was going to say the word serious. It's not always that serious, but really just getting to the core of what's going on if the first one and two aren't working. But as Carissa said, if you start trying to do this and you're seeing those red flags with highlighted, you're going to ideally come straight to getting some help Um, I would just highlight too, before we finish up that given we're talking about basics and foundations and all these things, if you do need a guide, like if you're fine, absolutely great. But on the website, which I'll link in the um, show notes, you'll find in the online shop, they've got, we've got a lot of resources there. So there is um, a just basic easy meals food plan. But we also have like a um, detox reset plan, which is probably really well in line with what we've talked about today for that sort of foundational start, um, which is around a 30-day period. You can run it for longer or shorter. And there's a vegetarian version of that too. So they're just some resources that might be helpful if you're listening to this and you're looking at like how how and where do I start. So Other than that, I think we've covered everything and we can move on to wrapping this up and any recommendations. Cool. Have you got a recommendation? I'm like, do I have a recommendation? Help. (laughs) I feel like all I have been doing of late is, like over the holidays is lots of outdoor time um, and then like enjoying just shows on Netflix and binge and everything in between. Um, and like, that's kind of been it. So my brain goes straight to TV shows <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, Jessica, come on. There's got to be more to life than watching TV shows. Um <laughs> I've been reading this really interesting book and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, which isn't very helpful. While I've been rambling here, do you have any that you can think of? And I'm just thinking um, I can bring the name of the book up in I've my head. Got, I've actually, and I, it's hard one because I haven't exercise tested it, but I know like we're always on the hunt for good natural deodorants. Um, so yeah. And the hard thing is, is like, I'm, I'm actually really rating this one that I'm using at the moment. I think it's called Noosa Basics. Um, if I could actually run without crutches, I'd go and get it and bring it in. But I'm actually quite holding some positivity in the space that it might be a good one for those of us that are a bit more stanky when we exercise, um, it's got sheer butter and stuff. I've got the rose geranium one. I'll send Jess a picture of it and she can link it in the show notes. Um, but I, and again, I say this without training because I'm in crutches at the moment. So, and it's the middle of Queensland summer. So I haven't been out sweating excessively with this on. And I know we always talk about, you know, that, but so far I'm actually really, I'm hopeful for it. So. <laughs> I'm liking this because I've never, ever I had know. a natural deodorant that I feel has worked. Like I'm a know, sweaty mofo and I've tried them, but yeah, at this point I feel like if aluminium kills me, so be it because I just can't <laughs> deal with the stench. <laughs> and that's what I think. Like I know I'm with you. Like I definitely like – definitely can like stink when I'm sweating like under my arms and I'm just like 
I um yeah, but again, this one seems like so far because I've got a couple of the other natural ones that I know wouldn't even cop walking around in Queensland summer or being around in Queensland summer. But this one is doing well in that space. It's just due to my like not being able to exercise. I haven't pushed it into the actual more higher intensity training yeah. space yet. But maybe I'll give it to you, Jess, while you're able to run. You go and get it. I won't give you mine because that's kind of foul. Um, but you go and get some and you can try it and let everyone know. All right. So I was, my recommendation is, and I take no responsibility if someone does this and it doesn't work because <laughs> the recommendations area can be where we can go a bit rogue. Um, so I have a friend who's a really amazing hairdresser and she's renowned for being um, a very much like natural organic hairdresser. And I said to her about how hairdressers have been hitting me up about how the ends of my blonde were getting really dirty. So I think what they mean is that um, it builds up like the, the blonding and the toners and gets like a real yellow look to it. So the way they deal with it is they clean it, which is they kind of run bleach through it at the basin um, and charge you a lot extra for it, which is fair enough. Like it's something that they do, but I was asking her about it and I'm like, is this a thing? Is this really what you need to do? Like, and she's like, yeah, it's a thing, but what you can do instead is just get bicarb soda and just get a whole lot of it and just scrunch it all into your mid-lengths and ends and rub it in and then leave it for 10 to 15 minutes and then rinse that out and then wash your hair as normal. She's like, your hair will feel really dry, but that works really well. And I was like, oh my God. So I did it and one, it worked and two, my hair felt amazing afterwards. Like I put the conditioner in and it actually felt like I'd put a treatment in. <laughs> so I don't know why it didn't feel gross, but it really worked. And like it costs, I don't know, 10, 20 cents of bicarb soda versus an extra 60, 80 bucks on your hairdresser bill. So it worked for me. So if you're blonde and you want to like clean the ends out, give it a go. But if it doesn't work or it melts your hair, don't blame me because I'm not a hairdresser. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Do you remember like back in the day though, like I was just made me think then, like when we used to all put lemon juice in our hair to get blonde streaks yeah. and sit in the sun, like that was such a 90s kid thing or 80s kid thing. Like that's what we used to do to get our blonde in our hair when <laughs> we were poor. So it kind of makes sense in a way. <laughs> Oh man. Alrighty guys, well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, as we said at the start, if you've got any questions related to the guests that we're having, um, let us know. We'll also encourage you to, to send us any of your questions through our socials. Um, don't be afraid to, to send us even a voice memo version, like something if it's um, maybe related to what you've got going on, like we can play it on the um, podcast and answer your questions. We'd love to do that. But yeah, it's been really great to chat to you again in the new year. And we're excited about what we've got lined up. Um, as always, uh, we would so appreciate it if you could take the time to share this episode um, and leave us a review that helps us a lot. But otherwise, thank you and enjoy thank the rest you. of your day and we'll chat soon. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.